Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. October 4th, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your hump day, wacky Wednesday edition of Roll Call. We are trying something different that we haven't tried before at the new studio. Uh, the I think I, I maybe mentioned this at some point, but the, the wife is on jury duty. She has had it really lucky. Um, it, I guess it's like two week thing. I, you know, I, I don't pretend to know. I have not been on jury duty, but I'm pretty sure it's a two week thing. And she has not been called for pretty much any day uh, except for today. So that means we're trying myself from home, Roush and Scoots at studio. And that way, you know, if, if me going from home doesn't work, I'll drop out. These two will just take over the show. It'll be fine. But I definitely wanted to be on radio today. I didn't want to just take a full day off because there is much to talk about. We're going to get to it. But if this doesn't sound perfect, just please be patient. This is a maiden voyage for this sort of new setup at the studio. So, Nick Roush, how are you? All that being said, I'm, I'm pumped to talk some sports with you. Uh, I need a bottle of champagne to break over this microphone to truly christen it. Um, yeah, sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, or TJ doesn't even hear it at all. Um, but yeah, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. It sounds like the little re- reverb thing, though, whenever uh, we go in and out of break scoots. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That, yeah. That's because TJ's coming through the computer volume. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if it doesn't sound good, let us know. TJ will drop out. I don't even think he can hear I- us. First hiccup, number one, can't hear Roush. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe unmute that mic on your. Okay. See if that works. Can you hear me now? now? Oh, no. It's echoing. Yeah, it's awful. You sound great to me, though, for what it's worth. Yeah, it sounds horrible on our end. (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Could you you mute yourself, Scoots, while Roush talks? See how that sounds. Let's do it. Check one, two. two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, you just sound you sound crystal clear to me. <laughs> <laughs> you sound great. If if you or Scoots are talking, you sound awesome. But there's a kickback on your all's in. 
Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, uh, how about you give us your Kentucky, you give Indiana, Indiana, Kentucky take, Indiana take, and then we can, and then we can do our thing. Do our thing. Sure, that sounds fine. We'll try that. Uh, we figure there may be some hiccups getting this the old college try. Seems like if it's one on one, maybe it's okay. But I couldn't hear Roush. Uh, we'll figure that stuff out. Indiana, Kentucky announced their series is back. I, initial reaction, just full disclosure, I was just like, oh, man. I, I liked hearing IU fans whine about that. Uh, okay, Indiana, Tim, we get it. The sound's not good. Give it a rest, Indiana, Tim. Okay? Thornton's text line's working, Indiana, Tim. We see your text. Thanks a lot, buddy. I was initially disappointed about the uh, series. I didn't want to give the baby its bottle and, and have Indiana and Kentucky play. That being said, in all seriousness, once, you know, you after initial reaction and you let it kind of settle, I, I guess it's a win for everybody. If Indiana wanted to play Kentucky so badly, then you're going to need to make a concession. And the concession was going to be two at Rupp, one at Assembly, Watch Out Auditorium, and then one at uh, a neutral site, in this case, Lucas Oil. So uh, that's fine. Indiana wanted to play it so badly, then make a concession. They did. Kentucky, I don't think, was totally crazy about playing Indiana. All right, but give us something to make it worth our while. Indiana did, and that's that's that. So um, I, I it'll be fun when it gets around to it. I do think IU, I mean, how badly did you all need to play Kentucky to have to have to switch up the home and home, neutral site, neutral site, and instead basically give UK three out of four, Indiana getting two out of four. I do think it'll probably be 50-50 crowd at Lucas Oil, but it is what it is. So uh, if other people around college basketball are excited about it, I will be. I love that the last game is the one at Assembly Hall where Cal probably won't be the coach. He may be. You never know. But I would guess that he wouldn't be. But there's my overall takes on it. Uh, I'll try to jump off, and we will uh, – I'll listen to you all. And I'll, I'll, I'll take my daughter to school. It's her birthday, by the way. Happy birthday to her. And then hopefully my wife won't have to uh, judge people too hard. But I'll be listening. I may be texting in here and there. So Kentucky Roll Call with Nick Roush and Justin Caleb. Woohoo! Happy birthday, Lucy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was a little weird, Scoots. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, there's something not right with the computer volume. It's like, uh, yeah, it's out of phase, as Dave would say. So uh, whatever, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what out of phase means. I, I'm, I, I do, I don't want to go, just glide right past our morning pleasantries. But TJ gave his Kentucky Indiana take Scoots. We're not going to waste any time. Let's do it. Did you cry tears of joy? I mean, you, you did it. You finally got. Kentucky's finally playing Indiana. So I was driving home listening to Rutherford, and I about drove off the road when they announced it. I was like, there's no way this is actually happening. And then they started busting into the details of it all about how it's going to be two at Rupp, one at Assembly, and one at Lucas Oil. And, and you know, I, I don't I don't want to complain about this, Roush, because I've been clamoring for this game for years now to get to get back on the schedule. But I don't know. I, I thought home, home, neutral, neutral was the way to do it. But I'm just happy that they're going to be playing again. I don't. I don't really care that two are at Rupp, only ones at IU. I, I would like to know how the split's going to work at Lucas Oil. Like, does Indiana get to keep that whole gate? You know, 
So overall, though, I'm I'm real pumped. I'm I'm real pumped, especially since for game number four, and well, heck, two, three, and four, you're probably not even going to have Calipari in the mix. So who knows what you're going to get out of Kentucky at that point? Whereas Mike Woodson's going to have things rolling. Oh, oh, that's that's what's <laughs> going to be the case. It is funny that while all of this uh, is happening, you know the the, the, the there's a intense recruiting battle going on right now. Boogie yeah. playing. Uh, Cal's there basically every other day at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been for an in-home visit four times in the last two weeks. Oh, wow. And uh, I know Mike Woodson and his whole staff, they were going up there. He's had a couple of in-homes. Yeah, I think he was going up there yesterday after all this was announced. So it's like, ooh, rivalry getting a little more intense. Um, but I, I, I'm one of those that like it, it I, I know it matters to a certain generation because, you know, for my dad's generation, Kentucky Indiana was Kentucky Louisville, right? Like that was the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter as much because Indiana doesn't matter as much. They haven't really mattered. When was the last time they mattered in basketball? Two thousand three, two thousand thirteen, maybe. I mean, we, we were number one in two thousand thirteen to start the year, so you'd you'd have to say that. But I mean, they choked in the tournament, so yeah. Yeah, but you know the the they are they are not the Indiana of old. Uh, with that being said, though, it does it, it is going to feel nice to uh, to have that sort of the colors together, right? Like it's going to get casual basketball fans, I think, just be like, "Oh, Kentucky, Indiana, yeah. this is this is fun. This feels like college basketball." So I'm there. I'm with them. Um, even though Cal doesn't want to go to that awful place, Assembly Hall, I don't like it. I think it's the cheatingest place of all cheaters that have ever cheated. Um, that and Fog Allen, biggest cheater stadiums in all of college basketball. Um, mm. Actually, no, yeah, I, it would go Fog Allen, Cameron, then Assembly Hall, right? I don't. I mean, can you give me some examples of Indiana cheating? Because no, I don't. no, no, not them specifically. Like they're just going to get the most home cooking. Oh, they're going to get cheated. I got you. No, no, no. They're going to get the ref. The refs yeah. are going to be on their side. Kentucky's going to get cheated by the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and like look, Indiana's record at home versus away. It's just their splits. They're a different team at home. Yeah. Um, and I know Cal. He he wanted a neutral site because he doesn't want to go back there. I get why you don't want to go back there. You had a bad experience there. And it wasn't just the losing aspect. It was because they've got a bunch of awful fans um, who don't know how to act. But at the same time, college basketball games and neutral sites, the, 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 the less neutral sites we have in college athletics, the better for the sport. And in all phases, I know that the NCAA tournament isn't played on a home court. It's played at a neutral site. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe sprinkle in a game or two. You're already getting that with the Champions Classic and CBS Sports. The rest should be home and homes. I love home and home game scoots. Just the atmosphere, the energy. I want as many home games as possible. Um, Even true road games. Uh, Have your salt tested. Uh, Even if that gives you a lower chance, percent chance to win. I like watching those games much more as a college basketball fan. Yeah, I mean, I do too. But there is something to be said for neutral sites. Especially a game with Indiana and Kentucky up at Lucas Oil. It's just going to be a short what, two-and-a-half-hour drive for most Kentucky fans, if not less, depending on where they live. So that does give you an opportunity to get a really cool atmosphere. We're yeah. Back in the, I mean, I think back in the day when I was a kid and they were playing at the RCA Dome, yeah, and you'd, the have, Dome. you'd have half blue, half red, and that was just so fun. They that did was, that at Freedom Hall, too. Like that, 
of all the like I don't like a lot of neutral site series, but that one did work. What what would you think? So I asked Gil this last night. What would you have thought had it been home home, Lucas Oil, and then the other neutral side at Yum? Yeah, I would. I'd be. I mean, that'd be. <laughs> Gil was all. He was. He was like, nope. I don't want to play at Rum because I or at Yum because I don't want Rumble Louisville. I don't want Louisville to get the, half that money or whatever. So I thought that was a pretty funny. No, thing. I want. I want Kentucky to play a game at the Yum Center. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, or even take it back old school like Freedom Hall, like we just mentioned. Oh, get the caramel corn out. Yeah. Smell of horse poop. Might as well. Um, I, I, I thoroughly in, enjoy when, I mean, th- those were the only games that I got to go to as a kid. Um, uh, like I remember it was one year for Christmas. We got tickets to watch Kentucky play Austin P and it, Let's they weren't, P. they weren't just, uh, right. Like normally it's upper deck, you know, it was like, I, once a year, maybe I was lucky enough to sit in the upper deck at a Kentucky basketball game. But this year for Christmas, we got to sit like twelve rows up at Freedom Hall to watch Kentucky Austin P, and it was so freaking cool, man. I was just like, I mean, Shigari Aline missed a dunk because he jumped too high. Why was that game played at Freedom Hall? They just, hey, I guess the Notre Dame series ran dry, and they wanted to still do the Louisville game, um, so they just scheduled Austin P because that was the thing for a while. It was like they either played Notre Dame or Indiana in Louisville every. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. So I can, I can maybe get behind that. Uh, I, it just gives more fans here an opportunity to watch their team. Uh, and playing at the Yum Center, I mean, that's just a great arena to watch college basketball games. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, and, and it's it's the location of it couldn't be any better for both fan bases. You know, I mean, it's an easy drive, whether you're in Bloomington, Lexington, or like you said, local to this area. So, yeah, I wish they – that's my one regret. I wish they would have had a game at Yum instead. And I wish – Selfishly, I wish it was more than a four-game series. If we're being honest, yeah, but uh, that that the thing is, is if all goes well, they'll probably renew it. I love my my first reaction as soon as I saw that. It's like, well, Cal's retiring by twenty twenty eight. I mean, uh, I know those jokes are low hanging fruit, but he really doesn't want to go back there. So I wouldn't be surprised. But it, I know, I know that this is uh, uh there's a. Uh, a fatigue amongst Kentucky fans of having to hear about this because we, we've we done the Kentucky cow talking points, right? We've done yeah. the, well, Kentucky doesn't need to play Indiana. Indiana's are good. And that's been the case for a long time. Um, but you know, do they need to play Notre Dame? Do they need to play Georgia tech? Right? Like they, they've played teams like that in December on that Saturday when that game has typically been played on CBS. It's usually a huge audience. Um, so I, I I am glad that it is back. Um, even though Cal had a bad time there, his last time to Assembly Hall, the time before that was pretty awesome. John Wall put Jordan Halls in a coffin. See, that's the thing is like, it's not gonna it, it's not guaranteed to be like that again. And so that's what I, I've been so frustrated by hearing. Well, the Cal doesn't want to go play at Indiana. Kentucky doesn't want to go play at Indiana because you had one bad experience. I mean, if your favorite restaurant in the world is, let's say, Salsaritas, for example, and you go to, not that this would happen, but you go to Salsaritas your whole life and everything is top-notch, and then you go one time and you get a, a bad batch of food, say. And, and you could have picked a non-sponsor. It's like, but, it's like yeah. having a, well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it wouldn't happen, but that's like <laughs> you saying, I'm never going to go to Salsaritas again. It just doesn't make sense. You've been to Salsaritas your whole life and enjoyed it. So 
don't let one bad time deter you from going back, you know? So that, yeah. that's kind of been my whole mindset with the whole Kentucky playing at Indiana thing. It just doesn't really make sense to me. You had one bad experience. The Part of it, though, I, I think a lot of this goes back to, um, I mean, as you said, Scoots, I'm, I'm looking through the history of this series, and it was neutral sites even going back to the Big Four Classic in 1987. Kentucky won in overtime that year. Basically, when they did the Big Four Classic, the years that you didn't play that team in the Big Four Classic, the, it was um, they did a home-and-home. Home. But from that point on, it was Indy or Louisville until 2006. So the Billy Clyde years and... The why re- did they get why did they get away from neutrals and go to home? To home? It, it was Indiana. It, Fred Glass wanted home games because they knew they couldn't. Uh, if you look at the neutral site record, mm-hmm. um, Indiana won three games in that twelve year span from okay. or, from ni- fourteen year span. Excuse me, nineteen ninety one, two thousand five. Indiana won three games. Mike Davis basically got fired because he lost his marbles at Freedom Hall, tapping his head at midcourt. That was hilarious. That's one of my favorite. Oh, great memory. Uh, Probably the biggest one I had until Indiana fans uh, just went nuclear on the watch shot. But the, the I, I think Indiana wanted to bring it back home. And here's the thing about Cal. Cal is a very vindictive person. Of all of Cal's, like, the greatest traits he has, as good as he is at coaching basketball, he's just as good at, at holding a grudge. That dude will hold it. To no end, I think it's the the you know the old Italian in him. I I, I appreciate it because I think that's what also makes him good as a coach. So like this says a lot to me that he's willing to work with Indiana to make this happen. I don't know why now, Scoots. That that's the part I don't get is that like you've held this grudge for so long. I don't know what it is now that's made him um, kind of conceded. But I think there is a lot of fans that are, are are very happy about it. You know, I was always kind of 60-40, right? Like, I wasn't banging this drum. Like, we got to have the series. Because I, I think some of the talking points about not needing Indiana are certainly true. Yeah. And and that's we've we've certainly heard our fair share of that. Indiana, everybody knows Indiana needs Kentucky more than Kentucky needs Indiana. Just because of the loaded schedule that Kentucky plays. But it is a it is a... A rivalry game that I feel like needs to be on the schedule every year, regardless of who needs who. It, it's two teams that should be playing, you know. Yeah, and uh, TJ did text in and say, you know, that it does speak to his relationship with Mike Woodson. Um, and and you know what, this is I think as much of um, like he brought back camp out last year. He was trying to do things to like kind of throw fans bones, if you will, for the lack of a better term. And I think that I mean when I say for a certain generation. I don't think my dad will ever be able to attend a sport, a UK sporting event greater than 1975, Mid-East Regional in Dayton. Indiana was undefeated. Many say that that's Bob Knight's actual best team. Yeah. Um, earlier in the year, you know, I think this was only Joby Hall's second or third team, and Indiana was just putting it on Kentucky in the regular season matchup, and... You know, Joe B came over and said, "Bob, everything all right over there?" He, he, he was giving the refs guff with like you know four or five minutes left in the game, um, and it was kind of supposed to be playful, right? And Bobby, like when Joe B turned around, Bob Knight came up and smacked him. 
Like for legit smacked him? Smacked him in the back of the head. And then he <laughs> repeated what Joe B said, which was like, you know, are you, uh, are, is everything all right, Joe? And they, I mean, they were buddies at the time. They coached on the Olympic team together. Um, it was kind of uh, like a, uh, the, the way that they put it, it was kind of like the Joe B and Denny relationship later on. Like they did fishing trips. They were close. And after that, never again. Uh, Joe B told Kyle Tucker in 2020, this was, it, it made me, when I saw this story too, it reminded me that like during the pandemic, we didn't know what to do. So they were just writing like on this day in NCAA tournament history, because there was nothing else to write about. Sure. Uh, Joe B said then at age 91, I wouldn't piss in his bowels if his, if, or no, I wouldn't piss in his ass if his bowels were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they still hated each other. And Kentucky, they got their revenge in that 1975 game, won 92-90. And Indiana kid, Mike Flynn from Jeffersonville, there you go, Scoots, uh, had 22 points um, to, to upset that team. Um, I mean, 92-90, right down to the wire. Huge win. The that the the, the Bob Knight versus Joe B. Hall was as intense. I mean, that was I mean that was Rick and Cal. Basically, that, that that became Rick and Cal. Um, that was usually the first or second game of the year. I don't think it's going to have the same intensity this go around. Um, but I, I do think Mike Mike Woodson does have. Like I'll I'll throw you a bone scoots. I do think Mike Woodson has um, ha, has Indiana on the right path. Yeah. Scoots, but I want no business of him messing around Boogie Flynn though. No business. He can stay the hell away. Is that because you're nervous that he'll bring him to campus? Not really, but he can stay the hell away. I mean, here's the thing. I was talking. Cal's all in on that guy. I was talking with Matt Dennison yesterday on his show about this, and it's like, how many times has Indiana and Kentucky gone head to head for a kid, and Indiana won that battle? It's hasn't happened very often. I mean, I think back to guys like Trey Lyles. Um, you could probably think of a couple. Um, of Trey Lyles would be. Did the Indiana big recruit Marcus Teague? I don't believe so. No, they didn't. Kentucky, for whatever reason, I'm sure they off Corey Badunga, and then Indiana kind of got out of the running there. Um, it it is shocking the amount of talent in Indiana that like Kentucky either doesn't want to pursue Indiana or or they're too good for Indiana, right? Like there, there's yeah. like a weird. Does it? How you and Purdue? Do they compete a lot for recruits? Uh, they do, but it's it's kind of. It's become a lot like Indiana, Kentucky. I mean, Purdue's pretty much plucking everybody they want out of the state. I mean, I can think of four or five guys the last two, three years that Purdue has gotten over Indiana. So, yeah, it's it's. I don't know what's going on in Indiana. I do think you're right in saying that Woodson's turning it around, and he's been able to build really good relationships with a lot of these recruits. So, I th- I think it will eventually start going his way. I mean, we're we're on the radar for a number of big guys right now. Boogie Flan being one of those guys, but yeah, it's it's. You've got to ride the Woodson train, I guess. You keep building those connections, Coach. Are you worried that life after Trace Jackson Davis isn't going to be kind to his program? Is there is there no. any part of you where you're like, oh, Trace is gone. Maybe he was a one-man show. Maybe he had the team on his back, and now we're toast? No. Not zero at all. I mean, you got we got Kaloa from Oregon, the seven-footer. We got Mbako. We've got... 
I think Anthony Walker, I think is his name from Miami. He's a big fella. You've got Malik Renu, who was a big last year, only a freshman. So we've got plenty to replace him, but it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, we're going to have to use all four of those guys to replace Trace. But, yeah, I don't really know what to expect with Indiana this season. It uh, It is weird, though, that like Mike Woodson's doing the stuff that Kenny Payne should have done at Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's what you do. Like, you go to the portal. Um, you you get sought after recruits. I guess Kentucky, uh, they they really didn't pursue pursue Kel Elware. I don't like they were kind of uh, Kentucky fans pursued him. They saw him get in the portal. They were like, oh, we yeah, we gotta get that guy. He's a big guy. We gotta get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that is uh, I don't know. I'm so twenty twenty five. That's gonna be oh man. We rarely get this in basketball. Normally. For a basketball series, football, it's different. They're like, non-conference matchup coming in 2036. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with this, 2025 is still pretty far away, Scoots. It's two calendar years. That's going to be here before we know it. Will John Calipari be the coach when they celebrate that 50th anniversary of Kentucky's win over IU in 1975? I, I would say so, yeah. Now, will he be the coach at the end of the series? I don't think so. And and TJ tweeted something about that last night, about how Cal's probably really happy that the last game is at assembly, yeah, basically yeah. hinting at Cal will not be there in 2029. Which, if you think about it, Roush, that would be a – he'd be there for 20 years at that point. I just – yeah, <laughs> that, I don't – That's a long time. That is a long time. And, you know, we don't, we don't have to get into it, but I, I do feel like every time I think that I don't want to say I'm predicting Cal to leave, but every time it feels like it's like, well, I don't think Cal's got any more left in the tank. He he still got some more. He still shows it. So I'm I'm not gonna. It's like predicting Tom Brady to return. Would you be surprised if Cal was still there in 2029? Yeah, you and, would. Yeah, and I don't want to say I'd want him gone too, but like I I think the biggest problem that Cal is running into is just fatigue at this point. Like, I, I think that's as big of a problem as anything. We're like, you know, it's a, it's a long time. People like new things. Yeah. They, they, they like their new uh, they, coaching searches, even though they're bad because you're in that position. They are fun because it's like, oh, we got somebody new. I mean, people don't even really pay attention to recruiting, Kentucky basketball recruiting, because Cal has just, like, made us robots and assume that they're going to have the number one or two class no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, there there's part of there's part of it that I I think that by then the fatigue will fully set in. But Cal is also very um, stubborn and bullheaded, and he he wants to he's going to want to leave on his own terms. Yeah. So I don't know. That's what that's another part of this basketball season that makes everything so fascinating. We're less than two weeks away from Big Blue Madness. Woohoo! Uh, and there's uh. There's also some some whispers, some scuttlebutt. Huh. Interesting. Some good scuttlebutt, potentially. Some good whispers for Kentucky basketball. We're going to take a break. We're going to get to that. Scoots is going to apologize to all of the Kentucky Roll Call listeners and the city of Louisville and much more when we return on Kentucky Roll Call right here on the Big X Sports Radio.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You cool, man? Like how? Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on your Tuesday. A little confusion between us and our technology here this morning, so we're trying to get everything right. Roush was supposed to get in the Google chat, Roush. I was? You were, yeah. Well, yeah, but TJ got out. Well, now, because you didn't get in. He want, I think he wanted to test with him and the Google Meet, you and the Google Meet, and me just going from studio like we used to do yeah. back in the older days. Well, I'm, I'm, I was getting ready, and then he left right when I went to go. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're doing the hokey pokey and we turn ourselves about. <laughs> well, if you're listening, TJ, I'll hop on as soon as you do. But I, I, do, I do think it, okay, I, I do think it, I'm worried it might sound weird regardless. All right, I'm going to turn the computer mic up and Roush, I'm going to turn your mic off. So, TJ, you're good to go. Do we have TJ? Roush. Sounding weird regardless. Yeah, still sounds weird. All right, we're out. We tried it. And it's weird. I can't hear Scoots either. Okay. Yeah, we can hear each other. Back on mic, Roush. Yeah, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Scoots. Thumbs oh, down. Scoots. Oh, we sound terrible. Oh, we sound terrible. <laughs> sound terrible. Really emphatic thumbs down. Yeah. Well, why is that? I mean, when you play audio Scoots on the, like, an interview, it sounds great. Yeah. So why would this yeah, be any different? It, it, it doesn't. It, I feel like it sounds bad anytime that he has two open things. Yeah. Like if it's computer and radio at the same whenever time. He whenever he transitions in and out of breaks, it sounds bad. So I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Scoots, is it worth trying to talk through and, and work on, or is it just doomed? I would say just doomed at this point. Doomed. Yeah, we got a doomed. I, I yeah, read I the list. I, I, can't, I can't hear him. All right, I'll hop off. The old college try. Hey, we're, we're working for you, folks. <laughs> That, that was pretty funny. That abused me, Scoots. It really did. Uh, and the other thing, too, is we can't even really test it off air either. I don't I don't know. If well, we me and TJ tested this morning, and I wasn't – I mean, I did get that, like – I don't even know what, what to call it, that, like, echoey sound. It's not, like, echoing, but it's an echoey sound. I was getting that a little bit with TJ, and he was having no issues hearing me. So, yeah, not sure. Oh, you know what? My mic was muted on the meat. That's why you couldn't hear me. <laughs> But I, I do. There's just something that we got to figure out here with yep. running audio through the board. Correct. Just sounds off. Yep. It's that weird little feedback thing. Um, so, Scoots, I want you to take your time now to apologize to the good people of the Big Blue Nation, not only for your performance here for not being able to get TJ on, but also for what you did yesterday. What I did yesterday. You know what you did yesterday. Oh, uh, with my Scoots special. Well, even worse. You were a jinxy cat to your own Scoot special. I was, yeah. So Brewers were leading three nothing. My Scoot special was Brewers minus one and a half, and I was feeling good about it. I was, I was watching the game; they were playing well, and I texted you and TJ, and I said Brewers bets looking good. No less than five minutes later, Arizona's winning five or four to three. 
So, yeah, I, I definitely a jinxy cat situation, but the Brewers had their chances, Roush. So I'm not going to apologize immensely because that game should have still gone my way. I mean, they had bases loaded in the bottom of the fifth inning with freaking nobody out, and they couldn't push across a run. Like, that's just that's ridiculous. If you're a team that won a division, you should be able to score a run with bases loaded, zero outs. So I do apologize, but I don't apologize because it still well, should have hit. I, I think we know why it didn't hit, though. It's because you you decided to fade a pitcher from the city of Louisville. I did. Yeah, that was honestly that was my that was the reasoning for that lock yesterday is because I I'm not a Brandon Fott believer and I shouldn't have been a Brandon Fott believer. Else he only pitched two and two thirds innings. So he <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he he came out before the third inning was up. So yeah, it it was it was him why I decided to go with the Brewers and Corbin Burns, the Brewers pitcher. He's really good. So I thought the combination of those two on the hill would have gone my way. But yeah, Jinxie Cat got in the way of that. Oh man, uh, yeah, because it, it was one of those things that I. I thought it was the 4:30 game, but I I was reading my FanDuel app incorrectly, and uh, so I went to go check the score, and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't start till seven. All right, well, I'll be able to turn it on later." And before I could even turn it on to check it out, Scoots was like, "My bet's looking good." It's <laughs> like you idiot! You can't say that out loud. Yeah, I should especially kept- in baseball. Like, ba- I feel like that matters more in baseball than any other sport. I agree. Where it's just you can you can totally jinx something just like that. Yeah, I mean you think about no hitters, perfect games, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it is baseball is very superstitious. I, looking back, I I should have kept my mouth shut. I apologize. I wanted that money as well, so sorry if y'all lost some. Yeah, well you know we're it was the first scoot special. We aren't we're going to invest uh, too heavily into <laughs> it, um, but I, I hope we've got another one cooked up for Wednesday because. We got more. Well, well, take a look at the day game, Scoots, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch baseball tonight. Probably not. But I will watch it during the day. So, if there's any day game action out there. I, I do like, I mean, all the games that I like today are the juice isn't very good. I, I don't hey, know. Wins or wins. I think Rays, Rays win today, minus 155. So, the juice isn't great. But I do think they take care of business today. Um, that'll be the first game at 308. Uh, Blue Jays twins, I kind of want to ride with Trevor Kelsey and hope that the Blue Jays are able to get a win today, but they trail 1-0 in that series. Minnesota's the favorite in that game today, which I thought Minnesota was the team most susceptible that's playing at home to lose their series in the wild card, so it was surprising for me to see them get that win yesterday. I watched basically that whole game. I watched basically the whole Rangers-Rays game, whole Blue Jays-Twins game, Diamondbacks-Brewers. I watched a lot of baseball yesterday. Love playoff baseball. Well, what's your favorite part about playoff baseball? Uh, th- just the format. I, I, they they have the format for the playoffs that I wish all the sports still had. The like NBA specifically, they play seven games in every series. Whereas baseball, I love the three game series in the wild card, and then they go to the five game, and then seven seven, and that's kind of how it's always been in baseball. So I wish they still did that in other sports. So that hands down, that's my favorite part of baseball because it just you have a three game series, Roush, and it just everything just is so much more compacted. Everything happens so much quicker. You you've got guys that are fighting for their lives because they know they've only got potentially three cracks at this thing. So yeah, that for sure. It. it uh... Is it is it, are they more aggressive on the bases? They they, they bunting, they stealing. They they play more small ball. 
yeah, in, in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you get you do get the guy, get to first, and they'll bunt him over and give themselves an opportunity to drive him in. So, yeah, that's a part of it, too, I would say. Ah, great stuff. Great stuff. Playoff baseball, it's back. Scoots is going to get us another winner today. I might watch a little bit of it. I, you should. You know, it's just it's it's Kentucky Georgia week, you know. I was I was I was going through the game notes last night, doing my research, uh, trying to get some picks together. Um, my research is not good research; it's not <laughs> an optimistic research. But you know, we can. It's just history's not on Kentucky's side. Oh no! Well, everybody knows that. Number one teams they don't they don't really lose at home, ever. How many times? Since when? Well, ne- what what did you find out in your research? Never in the college football playoff era. So, yeah, it's not not ideal. Mm. But, hey, college football playoff era, it's only 10 years long. Crazier things have happened. That's true. Well, I can talk more about that later. But I did want to get to what's going to – everybody's going to be talking about the biggest – I mean, Kentucky basketball, just having a moment right now with uh, good news, if, if you consider Indiana good news. But – Last night there was there was a lot of rumblings, a lot of scuttlebutt on the message boards. Whether you're a Cats Illustrated guy or a KS Border, now it's officially official. I think Zvonimir Ivicic is in the UK student directory. Scooter wow, Dingus. that's big. He's he's in the student directory just in time for midterms. He made it. He's going to take the test. He's going to be all right. I. There's not any. There, there's been nothing formal or official announcement by UK because I, I, I think they have to admit him. Then he has to get his visa, and then he has to fly over. It would be very funny if he didn't show up until like I, I need to look up exactly when the midterms are. Um, but Big Blue Man, like I, I could very much see like our introduction. He shows up just in time for Big Blue Madness. Um, That'd be awesome. But it, it's. It's it's here. It's happening, and nobody really knows why. There was a a, a, a time where um, October 9th is midterms, um, October 9th to October twenty third. So it could be happening. Uh, he he could be showing up just in time for them uh, to be taking those tests. But I, essentially, you had different sides kind of voicing their concerns through the media for a while. And it was, things got weird there in the month of August, which is six, seven weeks ago now. And essentially, like, it was pretty clear that somebody dropped the, they said, nope, no, we're not doing this anymore. No more talking, no more yada, yada, yada. We can't be leaking anything in the media. If this is going to happen, everybody's got to shut up. But he did shut up. And I was skeptical, Scoots. Thought, you know, it's, it's, we're already to midterms. I don't know what their. I don't know what hurdles have to be overcome, but if they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. Um, well, not the case. It's Zvonimir Ivicic one step closer to being on campus, and I, I I'm I'm not changing my tune on what I think he'll be to this team. I think. At, you know, I don't think he'll have a game where he plays more than 20 minutes at all this year, probably average around 12, and he'll be the backup big to start the year. But you know what, Scoots? They needed a big backup big. They needed oh, yeah. they needed depth in the front court. Like, 
I need um, an extra hour of sleep at night, right? Like that it is is bad. Um, you're down tra- to just Trey Mitchell at this point. You go and Bradshaw are perfectly capable players, but foot injuries, ankle injuries, whatever specifically they may be, that's the kind of stuff that can linger. Um, I'd, I'd much rather not be reliant on injured players to, to come in and contribute right away. So having Big Z gives Kentucky some much-needed depth there if you do have a Trey Mitchell foul trouble game. He gives you much-needed shot blocking and length in the front court. And I think what's most beneficial to having Zvonimir Ivasic is that he's the same type of player as Bradshaw and Yugo. Now, of course, they aren't carbon copies, right? Uh, Ivasic, um, but but similar to Bradshaw, Ivasic has shown on the international stage that he's a uh, he offensively he's at his best facing the basket, kind of the mid range area. Hell, even maybe extended some. He's a good shot blocker. He's but he's a better shot blocker than Bradshaw. I would hope Bradshaw is not very good for being a seven foot footer. Um, so like having guys with comparable length and size, like. I know basketball is different than football, but when they talk about the Alabama quarterback situation, for example, the criticism they had of Jalen Milrow was, well, they're running an offense that any of their quarterbacks can play instead of the offense made for Jalen Milrow. The offense they have for Aaron Bradshaw is the same offense that Hugo can run, that Zvonimir can run, that like they're pretty interchangeable parts. Offense, defense, all of that. Like When one guy comes into the game, you aren't dramatically altering how you're playing as a team. So that part is huge. And, and just giving those guys, like we're not going to be in November. when I, I know that Bradshaw's saying the right thing. Like I know those guys are saying the right things, but it, it's probably going to take them longer than we want as a fan base for those guys to get back. Zvonimir Ivicic is practicing starting next week, which I, I would think it would take him you know, a couple days to pack up, get the visas cleared, and fly over from, I still forget, from Croatia. Croatia, yeah. Yeah, Croatian sensation, that's right. You're still much more confident that, like, all right, this guy's going to at least buy you a little bit of time. I, I'm setting the bar very low on production scoots, but even if he just has a... Uh, like Isaac Humphreys had the Texas A&M game, right? Like he had the NCAA tournament game against North Carolina. If if, if Zvonimir Ivasic just can walk and chew gum and be long and play some defense and rebound a little bit, just a little bit, and then have two or three moments, yeah, I, I call that a win. I, I are, call that a win. Are you tampering expectations on production though? Because you just said him and. And, or Bradshaw and Hugo are interchangeable parts. So I, I think that is setting the bar a little bit too high. I mean, well, Bradshaw was nationally regarded coming into Kentucky. So I would like to think that Bradshaw's game is going to be yeah, a lot yeah. better than both those other guys. Yeah, I'm just talking about from like a stylistic perspective. Like this isn't, um, you know, this isn't uh, as a bouquet from Kansas a few years ago, right? Where he's just like this anchor in the middle. He's on Oscar Sheboy. Yeah. He's just big guys that just have to be in the paint, taking up space. And the other part of that is having bigs that face the basket. I mean, Trey Mitchell, we saw how well he passes out of there. 
it provides space for all of your really talented guards to operate. Well, and I think with what we saw on or in Canada, I don't. Do you really want Mitchell playing down low? I, I would much rather have Mitchell out at the four position. Shoot, maybe even the three at sometimes. You know, with the way he's shown that he has the ability to shoot. Well, that that it doesn't matter offensively if you're just playing five five out. But defensively, you need some guys to rebound, block shots. Um, if you have some rim protection, like we saw Justin Edwards with a couple monstrous blocks at the rim, like that. He's got some dog in him where he's not going to give up easy buckets. Um, if you have some shot blocking, like that, that that's going to be significant because I don't think this is going to be a good rebounding team. So if you can find other ways to get stops. Um, is that because of the loss of Oscar? Well, naturally. And also, they just aren't... I mean, you just kind of look at them. Now, the guards are uh, seemingly some pretty aggressive rebounders, but... I. Th- Rebounding went from a strength to um, one of the things that they're going to have to work on. So, but hey, you got another seven footer. A dude should be able to grab the basketball. You know what I'm looking forward to the most out of this whole Croatian sensation thing is the potential for a 30 for 30 down the road because I really do want to hear the inner workings of how this all happened, what they do behind the scenes to make it work where he could get on campus at Kentucky, how it worked even when he got to campus at Kentucky, like going straight into those midterms. Now, I know he's not going to have to jump straight in and take midterms on yeah. a, on classes he doesn't know anything about <laughs> unless he's unless he's somehow been doing like online classes or but they, whatnot. But they couldn't admit him. So, yeah, right, yeah. That, that part I'm fascinated about, like when he shows up, is there just going to be, you know, I, I remember being, sitting in my geology 115 class and, you know, sitting next to Marcus Teague, like, tapping him, like, hey, here, you know, like, look, <laughs> is there going to be, is there going to be kids like, you know, 21-year-old Nick Roush who are just like, hey, Big Z, look at my paper, or is, is he just going to be going to Cats playing catch-up? Like, I don't, that part, I got, I got no clue. Yeah, and that's why I say a 30 for 30 on this whole situation would be fascinating. The good news is you only have to take 12 hours to be a full-time student, mm-hmm. and you can find you can find some core. Like that geology class, it's a core science curriculum. That thing was a PowerPoint. I mean, I could, you, I could take it right now and do better than Trevor did on the ACT. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, there's not a whole lot to it. So um, I, I think they can find some things to work around it. Uh, and they're going to need some teachers who can play ball. Need some teachers who can play ball. But nevertheless, it is exciting. It's and, and part of it, too, for me, Scoots, is I'm just excited that it is all over, that we have some, like, ah. Finality. Whoo, yeah, yeah. Like, we did it. We're, who there, There's some sort of resolution because that would have, We've done this dance way too much with the Shaden Sharps, with, with with so many guys. Like, are they able to play? Will they be there? Will they not? Kentucky fans have grown weary of all of that. So to be able to get to the finish line before Big Blue Madness and just focus on the ball, and then we'll get to the injuries and worried when they play. We can focus about that later. But it's just praise be Big Z is <laughs> joining the Big Blue Nation. He will be here soon enough. He's officially in the student directory, and we're going to talk all about it right here in hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 
1450 is the number. Stop by your neighborhood Thorns today and get your day started the right way. He's Justin Kalen. I'm Nick Roush. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call on the Big Ed Sports Radio. 96.1 FM 1450 AM. No TJ Walker today. We're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to do from home. Haven't figured that out. Nope. We're efforting though. We're efforting. In the meantime, it's Nick Roush and Justin Kalen hanging out with you on a wacky Wednesday. A lot of news to get to. We started at, with hour number one in the world of basketball. You missed it. A lot of stuff happening. Check us out on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've got that working though, right? Scoops? Oh yeah, yeah. It's been it's been sounding good. I've checked into it the last couple of days. I think it sounds great. Yeah, I haven't had any complaints elsewhere. So love it. Yeah, that's those are the things you love to see. You love to hear. Um, and you know what else we love to see through our Shady Rays glasses? Scoops, oh, why don't you yeah. tell them all about Shady Rays? Yeah, Shady Rays are the absolute best. I think I'm up to like six pairs now, but. Made by Kentuckians, for Kentuckians, and for everyone else as well. But yeah, they've got uh, two brick-and-mortar stores now. Of course, one of them here in Louisville. Go to ShadyRays.com. You can use promo code BIGX to save 40% on your sunglasses. Yeah, that's right, 40%. Used to be 25%. They bumped that bad boy up to 40% because you all have been so loyal. So ah, go to Big best. X or Go to Big X. Go to ShadyRays.com. To purchase your sunglasses and make sure to help out the Big X by using that promo code to save forty percent off at checkout. We we certainly appreciate it. Um, the the my son he's a big fan of Shady Rays, and when I say my son, my baby, he loves sunglasses. Are a great toy, and that's the thing that's <laughs> nice. They're sturdy. I don't got to worry about him drooling all over him. He likes to take the sunglasses on. Them. Well, and if he breaks them, they've got the replacement pair. Of promise guarantee. Boom. So, yeah. Boom. It's a win-win for everybody. It certainly is. Um, which, Kentucky, they might get a win-win on the football recruiting front. Today? Yeah. It's possible. Brian Robinson, the four-star, top 150 player out of, he goes. He attends Westerville North now, um, but he's originally from Youngstown, Ohio. He's announcing his commitment today. Penn State and Michigan, they also picked up official visits over the summer. Uh, Pitt was pursuing him. Ohio State was kicking the tires. Wasn't sure if they were ever going to actually offer, but Vince Merrow has put in some serious work for this serious football player who um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to to get this ball rolling. Um, we'll, uh, we'll know more. Um, I, I, I don't have a time on when the commitment's going to happen, but Scoots, he loves to tweet out his breakfast of the day. He's a bit like that's his this is kind of his thing. Breakfast with B Rob. He's always tweeting out about his breakfast. Does he make it himself or he goes and gets it places? Uh, it's it's dad, sometimes himself. 
Um, he's always shouting at his dad, and it's, I mean, it's extravagant breakfast too, pancakes, bacon. Like he he goes all out. So I'm wondering, I'm hoping that he just steers into the skid as the breakfast guy and like announces his commitment in like pancakes. <laughs> But like here, he puts the logo on a pancake. <laughs> here, his breakfast yesterday was steak and eggs and potatoes. And this steak, I mean, it's like a sixteen ounce steak. Oh man, with probably four eggs and eight potato slices, gotta fruit ha- juice. I mean, the whole nine yards. Gotta I mean, have that protein. Oh yeah. Um, the other day, I mean, just the amount of eggs that this guy's got to be eating. I can't tell what he's eating. Is that bacon? That's a weird meat. But either way. Um, dude is getting after it. Probably Canadian bacon, aka ham. A- aka ham. Um, but he's a good ball player, very good ball player, an edge setter. Um, uh, real stout in the run game. Doesn't have the kind of quick twitch. Um, I, I don't think that you see from like those elite of elite edge rushers. But there's one thing there's no denying that he's going to put in the work. Um, and to to put himself in a position for early playing time. And Kentucky's just loaded with talent in the front seven in this class. If he announces his commitment today, right now the Cats have the 25th ranked class. Adding a top 150 player will put you close to just top 20 range. So could be a huge day for the Cats on the recruiting trail. Um, We'll have all the coverage um, ready for you on KentuckySportsRadio.com. Scoots, um, Peel back the curtain, a little behind the scenes. I'll, I'll just I'll share some behind the scenes stories. Yes. Okay. So he officially visited in late June, and there was some some thought that he might just announce once those official visits are wrapped. Um, he went to a couple different places. Could tell you he was the last one, or no? They don't even think they were the last one, but they seemingly weathered the storm. I had I had a post ready to roll June eleventh. Went back and checked in on that post. A lot of things have changed. So that they got a big rewrite. They got a big rewrite going into this October fourth um date. I know I'm sure there were some people who didn't like all the twists and turns and delays, but hey, I I, I think they'll still be happy as long as I hit publish on that post. Yeah. Are are you are you gonna get in on are you gonna look at me during the show or are you not? I am waiting for you to jump in. Right? I'm, you sent me, you must have sent me the wrong code then. But that's a code? Weird. Yeah. It says nobody's here. And to add others. Nope. I sent you the right one. BPX? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm in here. <laughs> Not sure what's going on. Let me let me just start a new one. But we can keep talking about okay. it while we do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to see your face. I don't, do I want to see your face? Man, I don't know. It might save you if you don't. Whenever I see your smiley face. <laughs> uh, the other behind-the-scenes thing that I wanted to tell you. Um, whew, um, I had a had a minor panic attack last night, but I was too tired to... Oh, is this what you teased during the break? Yeah, Love yeah. I, te- I just teased you, but I didn't I didn't tease our audience. They probably want to going to want to respond on the Thorns text line. 502-414-1450. We're going to get to that right after the story, but it's 10 p.m., I had been, um, after I got baby to sleep, I was like, I, uh, Brooke had, uh, my son had, uh, Assumption Senior Night. Shout out to Chloe. They got the win over Holy Cross. Um, little Assumption Volleyball action. Um, but so I'm like, all right, I got this time. I'm just going to do some work, right? Like, I'm, 
Let me get a couple posts. Basically all week, at any given moment, I can be doing some work, and I still won't have enough time to do all the work that I want to do, but that's just that's how this week's going to go. Kentucky's playing the number one team in the country. So I do that work. I'm, uh, you know, it's, I got stats post, got another thing. So I get two done, and I'm just kind of sitting around. I'm like, I should start looking at my picks. Finally, it's about 9.30, you know, other boys home and asleep. We're like, all right, let's watch a show. We're falling asleep towards the end of it. Okay. Bedtime. And then I'm going through my mental checklist. Like, all right, hotel's there. Parking. How are we going to do parking? I haven't got my parking pass yet. Oh. It's when it dawned on me that, Scoots, I did everything to prepare for this trip except request for credentials. Oh, man. Is it too late to do that? Yeah. I don't know. I... In my pain, I mean, this was as I was laying down in bed at ten o'clock. I was just like, I, I don't have, I don't have credentials. So, I first thing I did, I just emailed their SID. It was like, hey, sorry, uh, I put emer- credential emergency in the headline. Maybe that'll get his attention. <laughs> He's probably not like typically the main SID is the one that handles credentials. But I was just like, let me just get this email off to. At least have a timestamp for my urgency, for my panic, because I, I and I was, I, I was too tired to like actually have a, a real panic attack. I was just beat to hell. But it was like, oh god, like there's three of us. Like they're probably not. Like, this is a big game. They might not have room. Like this could, this could just be a nightmare. So, um, I send the email, and the one thing that I'm at least a little bit optimistic about, Scoots is I got on the actual credential system on my computer this morning where you officially do the credential request. Mm-hmm. And it was still open. So oh, okay. that that at least has me somewhat optimistic. You're just going to get the shaft in terms of press box seating. Probably. You'll be, if they got like three or four rows, you'll be up in the third or fourth row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the thing... They have a rather large one. It's outdoors, which I really like. Like that's what's. It's one of the last outdoor press boxes in the. Um, How does that work? So they have like an actual press box, like they have, they have like a little eating area with tables and stuff like that. Um, but you you you're kind of sitting in the stands, like it's like rows of tables outside, um, and it's great. I mean, it, it it really is. I think they're going to move it. Um, once they finish their renovations. So I'm at least somewhat optimistic, but yeah, that's one of those things where I credentialed every game before the year started, except for the road games. Cause I just didn't know what our traveling party would be. And look, it did the Vandy game cause I was off. So I just completely spaced out on this one. Um, well, it so, sounds like you got away with it. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful the parking might be a problem. Um, so you're driving. Yeah. When, so when are you leaving? After the show, Friday. Oh, okay. It's only like six so, hours. Yeah. It's not too far. Yeah. If you're making the trip Friday, or the trip at all, do yourself a favor. Drive through the mountains. It's like going through Waynesville and all that. Whatever you got to do to avoid Atlanta, it's the right way to go. Um, I know some people might be actually be staying closer to Atlanta. So if you you know you got to do what you got to do. Um, but, you know, like we're staying in commerce, which is on the, the opposite way out of town. But um, And if you can, if you can be close enough to be in Athens on Friday, I recommend. 
it's a great time. Um, we obviously can't go out like tailgating at the bars before we go over. Um, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, just hit me up on Twitter. Try to meet up at some 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 point in time. Friday is going to be the our, our night out and about those scoots. Oh yeah, I know that you're gonna you're gonna be in rough shape on Saturday. Oh no, we're gonna be in great shape, <laughs> ready for the cats and the dogs. We'll talk about it more as we go through the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Download that refreshing rewards app today. Save a buck or two or three. You got fifteen cents off at the pump. Just waiting for me. That's awesome. Just waiting for me. Texter says. The TV Guide channel is something kids won't understand. You'd have to wait five minutes for your channel and then always look away when it came up and you'd have to watch again. Billy Big Blue. Dude, I'm with you, Billy Big Blue. I, Because you had your go-to rotations, right? Like, it started at Channel 27. That was TBS. Then you go up FX. Um, Disney Channel was 29. They ended up moving ESPN 1 and 2 to 30 and 31. But for the longest time, ESPN was 44. So that you'd kind of skip through the 30s, and then it was like uh, Fox Family before it was ABC Family was 40. Uh, 41 was like TNT or no Spike. 43 was uh, TNT. 44 ESPN. So you had a nice little. You had your couple that you could quickly channel surf. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right with the TV Guide channel scoots. Every time you quit looking, it was. When it would pop up. Yeah, no doubt. And we still actually, there's days where I'll be at the hotel and Sundays, for instance, and I'll be looking for NFL games. Luckily, I know the channels at this point, so I can just click on to the channels. But if there's something on, like a weird channel, we still have TV guides on our TVs at the hotel. Nice, like nice. that's that's the home screen is a TV guide. So Which you have to have at hotels too, because there's nothing more frustrating than going to uh, uh, you're, you're in a new city, right? You're, yeah. you're traveling and you're just trying to find the, you know, SEC network or ESPN and you can't figure out what channel it is. And it, it, it's very frustrating. Yeah. The but best, I mean, do you, does your hotel have the cards, the TV channel? Like, guide? no, no, we don't. So we, we just have the TV guides on the TV, but up until recently, they, they actually just came and redid all of our TV systems probably about a month ago. But prior to them doing that, you could not scroll through the TV guide. It was it was oh. like the old days where you had to sit there and wait, wait for every channel to come up. Now you can at least take the remote and go through the TV guide. The the other thing too, Billy Big Blue, is that the the waiting for like on a snow day, waiting to see if your school was going to pop up in the closings. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a uh, ah, that was actually a great feeling though. Yeah, because I mean I know part of the perk of getting off school and sleeping in. But on a snow day, you're so excited you don't have school that there ain't no going back to sleep. So you might as well wake up and get after it. Build a snowman. We can build a snowman. <laughs> I forgot what I was watching. Uh, some TV show, like Christmas music. I was like, oh man, we're going to be getting that soon. I was singing Christmas music yesterday. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but I was belting it loud and proud. Oh man, a text rest. Just how screwed are we if Barion and Tavion can't play Saturday so, update from practice. No sight of Tavion. But, Kenneth Horsey was dressed. Barion was at practice, but not dressed. So, here's Roush's reading between the lines. Horsey did not 
Horsey did not play last week when he was doing the similar thing to Tavion, which is goes to say that at the 5.15 hour when they let the media in and we see the tail end and do the interviews, they're already in therapy. They're already doing their rehab or whatever. Um, Barion just watching means that they're like holding him out for preventative reasons, I think. And then Horsey's practicing. He looks good to go. And I think that's probably what they wanted to do, Scoots. They wanted to let him not just show up on game day after a month off. You know, you, you, you want to at least give him a chance to, to hit some people and go through the motions a little bit and practice before returning. So, um, not all bad news, some good news. Yeah, I mean, so do you assume Barian's not playing or is? I'm assuming that he is. Okay, so you'll have Barian Brown and Dane Key. Yeah, uh, yes. And, and if, if Barion wasn't playing, though, and even if he's not at full strength, like, it is a big deal because part of what I, I remember talking to a coach at a camp, and it was after Kentucky backdoor covered against them two years ago. It's like you remember seeing Wandell out there. Wandell can move; he can move at the speed that Georgia has to like strain to cover him. Mm-hmm. We need a bunch of Wandells. We can't have just one guy. We have to have a full group. Barryon had a big game last year against Georgia. Probably his best game as a pure wide receiver to date as a Kentucky Wildcat. They need him out there. Mm-hmm. So Well, especially when you couple that with Dane Key and his dropping issues this season. I mean, yeah. you you got to have one reliable guy <laughs> yeah. out there at least. And Tavion's been the most reliable guy. Yeah, so not sure. having him, that would be huge as well. So, so will it be an uptick in tight end looks, I guess? You see more tight end this year. The thing that's weird, weird, Scoots, is that they still Georgia still has a good pass defense, but it's not because they're getting pressure on quarterbacks. Um, they just have a really good secondary. So I don't know how much like their linebackers are just as good as defensive backs when it comes to covering. So you know, I, I don't know. Hell, it actually might be going to the run game. Georgia's rush defense is not great. It's, it's very they're a weird team. They're not. They're not the same Georgia football team. They're still good, but they're not the Georgia football team I've, I've grown accustomed and used to seeing. So, if those wide receivers are out, say Tavian and let's just pretend Barian's out. How how worried are you for Saturday? If both are out, both are out. Oh no! I I I find it very difficult for Kentucky to win this football game. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I not saying it's not possible, but. If I were to start, I'm probably at, like, Kentucky has about a 30 35% chance to win. If you didn't have either of them, I'd drop it to, like, 10. Because the worst thing you can do against Georgia is be one-dimensional. Oh, you there you go. Can't. You answer the text. You're 20% less or more screwed if they don't play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TJ says, good point about the tight ends, JK. Thanks. You can't easily utilize them to open up their run game. Got to keep their LBs on their toes. I am... And they certainly are good. This this would be like a hey Isaiah, Isaiah Cummings. We need you to to be what we brought you here to be, and that's a mismatch. Or even who was the kid we interviewed a few weeks ago? Was it Jordan? No, oh, Caddis. Yeah, Caddis. I got to see more from him as well. Yeah, Jordan Dingle's another one. He's been banged up. Um, Dingle had a really nice block earlier. I love how many people are breaking down the Ray Davis touchdown on social media, like all these like offensive line coaches and stuff, because they're running like a combination of zone and duo. That, that's that's always fun. 
Kentucky. Getting a lot of love on social media. TJ, congrats on girl number two. I'm a proud dad of three girls, Chandler, Collins, and Chloe. Ooh, seven, four, and eight months. Seven-year-old, four-year-old, and eight-month-old. Wow. Feel free to steal any of those names. Girls are awesome. Enjoy. He likes the C's. Yeah, I, I like like uh, my wife's family. They're all BRs. <laughs> yeah, Brooke, Brent, and Brianne. We. I don't think my parents made it intentional when they had two C. The C's are girls and the N's are boys. Do like good alliteration. One thing I don't like, and I had this conversation with my wife yesterday. I had her. Her friend's name is Kenzie. I always assumed it was just short for McKenzie. She's like, no, her name is Kenzie. I'm like, wait, no, what? <laughs> She has a friend named Kate. It's not short for Katie or Catherine or Caitlin. It's just Kate. I'm like, wait, hold up. That's one. That one's a little strange. I, I just, I, I, yeah. If you're going to have short names, name him the long name and call him some short. Like we call him Frank, but he's Francis because that's what you do, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand naming the kid the shortened version of the name. Like if your name was Nick instead of Nicholas, exactly, or like. Naming your kid Jake. It should be Jacob. Because then if he wants to be Jacob, he can be Jacob. If he wants to be Jake, like he can be both. You can't do that if you start your kid off naming the kid the shortened version of the net. You can call her Kate. Like what if Kenzie <laughs> wanted to go by Mac instead? But she can't because she's not Mackenzie. She can go by Ken or Z. Yeah, and it's typically just Ken's, you know? Yeah, but like, there you go. I, 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 I like having names with some versatility. And just going off and starting right off the bat with the shortened version, you take away you take away the option to play positionless football. <laughs> what a strange rant on this Wednesday. <laughs> it's a wacky Wednesday. <laughs> the sheriff just compared the environment in Athens coming this Saturday night to what UofL just experienced in Raleigh. Said they're basically the same. Guy's delusional. Well, he just doesn't know what big-time college football is. It's fine. I mean... Now, was, did they play in a good road environment? Yes, good for the ACC. Like, that is as good as they'll see in the ACC outside of Clemson and maybe Florida State if they're good. Like, Florida, Doak Walker is, not Doak Walker, Doak Campbell, right? Isn't that the name of? That sounds right, yeah. I think there's, Doak Walker's the running back award, but it's, either way, Florida State Stadium is either great or terrible, right? Like, Chief Osceola comes out and it's great, or just nobody's there for a noon kickoff on the Saturday. Volvo's played them both. The the 40,000, 50,000, whatever that stadium holds in Raleigh, like that was a good crowd, but like Kentucky's going to see double of that at Sanford Stadium on Saturday. Yeah. And they'll be a heck of a lot louder. Yeah. Oh, that place is so loud. Yeah. And the light show they have is really cool. Um, that Sanford Stadium's wonderful. Shannon O'Bannon text in says, Boo Roush, Tony O Tuesday is great. We are in October, and Big Blue Madness is soon. Basketball season is upon us. Hashtag Team Sack Pack. It's too early for me. Too early for me. Maybe after this week? After the, after you get through the doldrums of Georgia? Yeah. Fine with that. Hell, even after that, I believe it's the bye week after Missouri. In Big Blue Madness, that'd be the perfect time. There you go. South Georgia Wildcat did tweet it and say, Happy Wallace Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, let's get to our final break of this Wacky Wednesday. We're going to get to more texts into the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450 is the number. 
Plenty more to come. Final segment of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. The only thing I've learned in the last two hours is that American men love drinking beer, pee too often, and have trouble getting erections. Scoots. Got good news. Roush. Let's hear it. Got an email from Georgia Athletics. They're going to take care of us. Nice. Whew. Good for you. Whew. Shout out to Claude Felton, Georgia SID. <laughs> what a name. Claude. Claude Felton. I mean, they, <laughs> it's a great name. Got some, some chutzpah <laughs> behind it, you know? Shout out to Claude. Bailing me out. How old do we think Claude is? Got to be 70, right? No. You're, 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 you're highball. Claude Spriggan Spry. Not with a name like that. He's not. I think he's been doing that job for a while. Though. If I'm not mistaken. Um, we also got other, more confirmation. UK confirmed to the Herald Leader that Ivicic has been accepted as a student at the University of Kentucky. Nice. But they didn't provide any other background of how that happened? Don't believe so. Jeez. Confirmation. Also, I, I before we get into Thornton's text line, the Justin Rowland... I, I know I don't think Justin's listening. I appreciate Justin because he he was the first to say I'm predicting a Kentucky win. And then he said my view is if you don't pick Kentucky to win this weekend, it means you will never pick Kentucky to do anything great in football. Justin, just number one teams don't lose at home. Like that doesn't make you a coward for not picking Kentucky to win. Like I I don't. It's if this was on the road, if this was at Kroger Field, then yeah. But like beating a number one team on the road. Do you know when the last time it happened in college football scoots? No, that's what I was wondering earlier. It it was an it wasn't the the last game. It happened in back to back weeks, and it was an iconic college football game by an iconic college football player, Heisman Trophy winner. Hmm. Got nothing. There's one play in particular that stands out. Was it the kick six? Was that were they number one? No, I don't believe so. Hmm. You stumped me. Johnny Football. Oh, okay. The Johnny Football game. He beat Alabama at Alabama in 2012. The next week, Oregon lost at home to Stanford 17-14. Number one teams at home are 207 since 1992. 97% winning rate. 200, oh, 207. Yeah, gotcha. 207. Wow. Now, if you want to argue like, okay, they uh, this might be a different year for number one teams, right? Like I, the way that... Teams at the top have looked vulnerable. You know, you could say maybe there's some chaos energy in in the atmosphere. Maybe some number one teams are going to lose. Maybe it's like 2007, right, where LSU loses at home in week six, which is right now, and then four other number one teams lose throughout the season. All right, okay. Georgia hasn't looked – they've looked far from perfect. Like, I could – yes, I could see that happening. But to just say you're a coward if you can't pick Kentucky to win, like, Justin, come on. You're you're asking a lot of this team, especially if they're 
two best receivers are hurt. Barry yeah. Brown have or lead the team in receiving yards, receptions, everything. I mean, I get the mindset though of I mean, you want to be positive, obviously, and he's a guy that has a, a pretty large reach, so you'd like that for that and to it, be infectious. And it's know? good for conversation. Yeah, and that's what that's his job is to, to start conversation. Sure, he operates a message board. Um, but I, I, I'm it's one of those things. I'll go back and forth. I was I was feeling very good Sunday. I'm not feeling very good today, and then I'm going to feel better by Friday. I'm going to be ready to pick a Kentucky win on Friday, but. It does feel like it's trending towards another low-scoring slobber knocker. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. What was the we talked about it yesterday? Over under was what thirty or forty six? I haven't even seen the total. Forty five? Maybe that was on Spears. He might have brought it up. But that, yeah, that's that sounds about right. Way too high. I don't think it's way too high because with either of these teams, you could see defensive touchdowns happening. And that's then, true. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting hairy. We uh, all we all know what a defensive touchdown can do to an over under and the games. If you look at the last four games, the games in Lexington have been, I don't think either team's touched 20 points, but it's Georgia, there, there's, a, there's a lot more points scored. It was like 24 to 14 two years ago, I want to say, and then uh, 21 nothing, four. So, yeah, a few more points. Of course, 16 6 last year. A lot of unders. Oh, yeah, a lot of unders. Texture of the Thorns text line says, says, I have a six-person box for Keeneland's second level, first row, 20 yards from the finish line. You boys won him for this Friday. Oh, my God. I, I freaking wish. <laughs> People forget Keeneland opening this weekend. Fridays are no good for me, unfortunately. Um, I still haven't been, though. I still need to go to Keeneland. Dude, opening day, you've got a box and you can't be there? Gosh, it's going to be perfect, like 60s. Um, here's my Keeneland tip. Wesley Ward, first-time starters. Sprints. I know that everybody's betting them their favorites, but they're favorites for a reason. I mean, also, I just like Graham Motion on the turf. So, there's your easy aim. You know me. I like Brett Cox, too. So, there's your your Roush Roush tip. We all know that. By the way, South Georgia Wildcat texted in. He said, I will not be in Athens this weekend, unfortunately, but I will be in Columbia to see Darude hype up those Cox for severe disappointment. Hope to catch y'all there. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, you're in Columbia. Like I, th- I was thinking Columbus, Georgia, Colga, as you're going to hang out with Alex from Colga for the game. <laughs> but I see what you mean. You're going to be in Columbia for the Sandstorm party. Gotcha. Okay. Speaking well, of Alex from Colga, Buenos dias, mis amigos. <laughs> Alex from Colga here. Who's ready to get their hearts ripped out this Saturday? Because I am all the way in that Alex Afari and Trevin Wallace are going to shut Brock Bowers down, and Cats will escape Athens with a 34-27 win. I pray my dog fan wife doesn't see this text. <laughs> Alex I, likes the over. I was I was talking to my friend whose wife is a diehard Georgia fan as well. Family has Georgia season tickets. And I believe he will wear UK stuff to the game. He's like, thing is, is usually I just get out a few cheers, like sitting in their season tickets early on, but like I'm not obnoxious. But like, if if we win, like it's just I I don't. Oh, you got to go crazy. Well, and the thing is, is like he can't be obnoxious, but he is. He's the most obnoxious person. I not. I'm I'm saying this to be nice, Sean. Sean is one of the most obnoxious people I know when he wants to be, mm-hmm. like when he really wants to lay it on thick. But he's got like a pregnant wife who, you know, like it's, 
not a good time to be obnoxious. He's like, yeah, I'll probably just have to sleep somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roush, what are you hearing on Horsey? Could we have him healthy for the Georgia game? Yeah, sounds sounding good. Sounding good right now, Texter. It was like he was at practice yesterday, so that was good. Uh, Georgia will make us throw. We will see if Leary is a gamer. The thing is, though, is I think Kentucky actually has a better chance at running than throwing on this Georgia team. Is and that it, because of the wide receiver situation or because what you've seen out of Georgia this year? What I've seen out of Georgia this year. Now, part of where they've str- they've been leaky in the quarterback run game, and I think that's attributed to some of the, the yardage they've allowed. So, I... I do think they'll be much more ready to stuff the run than Florida was, but um, but I, I'm not like the last couple of years. I've just been like Kentucky can't run on Georgia. I, no, they, they they should be able to get a few explosive running plays in this game. How did do we know how Ray Davis did against Georgia last year? Probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> I can look it up. Probably not good because nobody did well against those defenses uh, the last couple of years. Um, I mean, Chris Rodriguez had like seven yards. It was, it was not great the last time they went down there. Um, he had, oh, and of course the, the, it decides to reload right when I'm getting ready to read, um, 29 yards on 12 carries. Mm. But I mean, Vandy's O-line's not Kentucky's O-line. They lost 55 to nothing. Sheesh. A little bit different. A little bit different ball game. Uh, what I don't understand with Dane Keys drops is Devin Leary's balls are much easier to catch than Will Levis's throws. Will Levis would throw up rockets and maybe change the speed throwing off Dane. No, I, it's all in his head. Like, it just, I, I have no other way to put it. It's all in his head. It's a mental thing. Um, another text says Dane Key is too soft. This isn't where DBs are 165 pounds. He's now playing against grown men in the SEC. He did that last year, though. Like, that. that's the part that's perplexing. That doesn't make sense, and you can only attribute it to just something is off in between the years. Mm-hmm. Because was he soft last year when he caught a 55-yard touchdown on top of dudes at Florida? Was he soft at Missouri when he basically single-handedly won that game? That and um, Colin Goodfellow blasting a punt and getting tackled as he did it. Dan Key has never been soft. He did not have dro- I mean, he. I mean, he dropped a couple passes last year, but we. Did, it's not like... He was labeled as this guy who drops things like Dorian Baker was. He's just going through something mentally. And all you got to do is just grind through it. It's like when J.J. We, uh, not JJ Reddick was a junior at Duke. And he just he hit a wall. He was terrible for like 12 games. And he couldn't get out of his own way. Sometimes athletes go through this. It's not. I, I just You just don't want it to get to Chuck Knobloch. Throw into first, Scoots. You can't let it get that bad. Chuck Knobloch. There's a throwback. You like that? Man. It's it's MLB playoff time. That's a name I haven't heard in years. So, Scoots, you got another Scooter special for us? I do. Yeah, I'm uh, going to go with a parlay today. Oh. I'm going to give you the Rays at home. Okay, so they lost yesterday. Yeah, I really think they win today. So, bet them on the money line. And then I'm going to – I was going to go Brewers. I think they win today, but I saw the pitching matchup and Zach Gallon's going for the Diamondbacks, who is a complete stud. So I'm going to parlay the Rays and the Phillies today. I think Phillies close out that series. So there you go. Rays and Phillies. Phillies, just both money on. Both money on. Okay. Yep. What kind of of juice be you looking at? Get decent juice on that. Two two something. Okay. That's decent juice for two games. I'll take it. Right on the money line. Um, I mentioned J.J. Reddick. J.J. Weaver, 
was uh, basically 15 minutes of the Inside College Football Show last night on CBS Sports Network. Uh, the the guys you see at the desk on Saturdays they have a weekly show mm-hmm. and they did a feature about how JJ. We, we talked about it previously. You know, after his father was killed, he really struggled uh, when it came to his grief, and they struggled to find him the right counselor. And essentially, it was because UK the students there didn't have a grief counseling program, so he helped establish one. Nice. Um, and they had the CBS cameras kind of there for one of their sessions. Really cool to see that he was like, listen, I, I want my own help, but I also want to help others. Um, so very cool story over at CBS Sports. It's on their CBS Sports College Football Twitter, and we'll have it up on Kentucky Sports Radio today. You know what I want to see with JJ? And it's it's not very likely to happen, but I would love nothing more than him to get to the league and somehow win six Super Bowls. Because he he'd be the first player to ever have them all on one hand. So that that would be awesome. Could you imagine? I mean, I could see it. I could see it now. It'll be a big game for JJ on Saturday. Yep. Another big one. Played well. He played well. And I wrote about it, too. If you want, if you like long-form feature stuff, I wrote about it yesterday on why I think this Kentucky defense is special. And a big reason why is because everybody's like, why doesn't J.J. Weaver have more sacks? Well, it's because J.J. Weaver doesn't need to get more sacks. The message that Brad White is preaching to his team, don't press, do your job, the plays will come. And they have. Kentucky has 14 sacks from eight different players. They've forced nine turnovers. Three different players have picked off passes. Four different players have recovered fumbles. The plays are coming to all of the different players. Like They're, they're happening because everybody is doing their job. When JJ gets it, gets pressure, it's forcing that quarterback to move around the pocket for another guy to get sacks. It's it's a truly they have balanced production and they're not getting rattled. When bad things happen, they aren't getting rattled. And I mean, we saw Drew Phillips, dude got mossed on, but you know what? The the guy just made a great play. And what does he do? He bounces back, makes a big play on third down. And then on fourth down, Alex Safari makes a tackle. Game over. This Kentucky defense, they got the makings to be something special. They're going to need to bring it Saturday night at Sanford Stadium against the Georgia Bulldogs. Texer, on the Thorns text line, says, Mike McIntyre was a top choice for the UK job when Stoops was hired. Hmm. He ended up. He's at FIU now. He was the guy that got fired at Colorado. Yep. To make way for Coach Proud. Yep. By the way, does is there a job you could say what what job is Prime waiting for? In your opinion, what's the one job that opens up and he's like, okay, that's what I've been waiting for. I'm gone. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I had more uh, thought to give to this question, Scoots, but he's going to be here at least through next season. I would think he would be a three-year guy, at least at Colorado. And hell, maybe even more. Because the problem is, is like the big-time jobs, how many are going to be where he can go and do what he wants to do? Yeah. I, I would mean, think somewhere in the state of Florida would be just anywhere in Florida. Yeah, if, I mean, I don't I don't have an answer either. I was just curious if you had any but, thoughts. But my, my, my thought, it would probably be somewhere in Florida just because Florida or Texas, just for the recruiting purposes. Um, 
But hell, he's recruiting Boulder. Uh, so, hey, you know, he's been very... You can't co- apply conventional wisdom when you think about this question, Scoots. Yeah. That's because good. he has been nothing but that uh, so far in Colorado. Um, another texture says, how did we get Dion Walker Roush? Big dogs on one. Fun fact, TJ and Dion are cousins. That's what I've heard. That is what I've heard. Um, Eric Wolford. This is the best thing he did for the program. Michigan and Bama are also known it, but I mean, Kentucky had a track record with defensive linemen from Michigan performing well. Defensive linemen is good. So, yeah, kind of how it worked. And Cast Tech, where he went to school, they recruited a lot of kids from there. So that familiarity and Wolford just being good at recruiting, that, that all helped. Golden Bachelor Fantasy Suites brought to you by Viagra. <laughs> we were scrolling through Hulu, and, and my wife was like, "Golden Bachelor, what is that?" But yeah, it was on last night, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think it was. I, I kept seeing commercials for it while I was watching baseball. That's what it was. Survivor tonight. Woo! Most people I talk to agree that the Survivor casting folks are really just sucking. In what way? They're stinking. These people stink. I don't know. That one girl. I think they did a good job casting her. Okay, but the other one, <laughs> she couldn't last two days. Or she was ready to quit. How do you how do you do that as a casting person on Survivor? Yeah. That was pretty bad. And also the one guy is such a loser. How you how how are you trying out for Survivor and you can't swim and paddle a boat? Or even <laughs> then, why are you volunteering yourself to do that job? Like do the other job. Try to. Why are you volunteering for that if you aren't physically capable of doing challenge? You know, the one thing I was really happy with last Wednesday is I'm always clamoring for in the water challenges. Well, I, I hate when people jump in feet first because you're just you're, yeah, taking, you're losing. You're yeah. losing all your momentum. So I'm always on my couch, like, can you all dive into the water, please? So you're already swimming and your your oh. motion's already going. And especially from that high up, yeah. And there I know was, some people get scared, but it's like, dude, just. Use your momentum. There was like five or six people that dove in the other night on that episode, so that was nice to see. I thought Jesse Palmer did a really good job commenting on Saturday despite Florida absolutely getting floored to the ground. I'd be totally cool with him commenting every single game. That said, Joe Testator is low-key a weenie, but I do not mind him much. <laughs> Why are you hating on Tess? I'm a big Tess fan. Wow, Scoots and Roush, you don't have much confidence in Brandon Fott, who went to Trinity? Messed up, man. Did he go to Trinity? I thought he was from Ballard. It was Trinity. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's all that. I've always thought Ballard. He messed up. I did mess up. Barry and Brown and Tavian Robinson not playing Saturday? Yeah, we already got that scoop on the podcast. You're going to have to tune in to listen. Roush upset basketball getting some shine over football. Shocker. <laughs> and then Roush comes in today and talks basketball for the whole first hour. Because so. we had news. That texture could suck. I don't like just like... Re- I appreciate the, hey, let's do a fun random social media thing. But, like, you could have just waited a week. So you're playing the number one team in the country. Right. Next texter says, yeah, Scoots, my buddy and I were coming home from spring break, senior year of college, and had a flat tire, put on the spare, and drove home five or six more hours going 85 mile an hour plus. Had no idea that was a terrible idea until we got back home and someone told us, really dumb of us. Man, I wonder if that messed up the... uh... Got lucky. Like the, uh, not the axle, but you know, like. I can't believe that tire. A spare tire held. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, while y'all were hating on test tour, we've got Sean McDonough, Greg McElroy, and Molly McGrath. The B team for ESPN going to be on the call 
this Saturday for Kentucky. Love Sean McDonough. Yeah, yeah. Said like I, I like McElroy too, but I you know, but I just I love the McDonough Blackledge combo. That was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, another texture says can have a Tony on Tuesday, can't make UK Georgia picks on Monday. What can we do, Roush? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. No fun zone. No fun zone. Two games are up before we visit Assembly Hall once is just incredible. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> I I don't think so. I I don't I don't see that scenario playing out. Indiana fans are just I mean it's it's a rivalry that we've wanted back for so long now that I don't think at this point it really matters where the games are. Just play them. I didn't get mad at all. Uh oh, Texter says. That Norlander can fart off for that tweet. College basketball and national media is an embarrassment. Um, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> the tweet was asking if Cal would be the Cal, coach for true road games well, against Gonzaga and IU. Yeah, Cal Perry said he negotiated these long-term series. We so wants to give him credit, but he says UK won't play at the kennel until the final year of the Gonzaga deal and isn't going to Assemble Hall for the final year. That one percentage he's on the sidelines for both. Yeah, he's probably not. Um, I don't know what like, he's right. Now, I think the whole college basketball media made too big of a deal about the kennel. I've never even heard it called that until the series happened, Scoots. <laughs> like, I, that, that is not, I'm, I, I had no idea where Gonzaga played. Like, it, that's not a thing. It's just not. So, but yeah, I mean, Cal doesn't want to play two road games. And he made that abundantly clear when he said, if they want you to go on the road, then they want you to lose. It's like, dude, I, but playing on the road is fun. Like, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I can, I, I want to play middleman on this scoots. Am I coward for playing middleman? Because playing road games in college basketball, fun. Even though, yes, you might lose. There's a higher percentage chance you're going to lose, Cal. No, I mean, it's, it's all fun when you think about it. Home games, road games, neutral games, they're all fun. Also, playing at their, like, arena in downtown Spokane last year, I mean, they filled it up with the Gonzaga fans. It was basically a road game. Yeah. I don't. Right. And and they beat the hell out of Kentucky. So like I don't know why they still got a whine. Bunch of whiny McWinersons. Next texter says podcast listener Bauer was signing one year deals because he wanted to play for as many MLB teams as possible in his career. Unfortunate situation all around. Just so weird. So weird. But nevertheless, I didn't dive in more of that situation because just. Eh. Don't need to talk about it. Rash, you see Brew McCoy is out for the year? I did not see that. Who's Brew McCoy? One of Tennessee's best receivers. Mm. That's big. Yeah, that is big. Next texter says, I could, have, broken ankle. I could have gone the rest of my life without seeing Roush in a wedding dress. Talk about spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I only put it on uh, for my Instagram followers. <laughs> Next texter says, fellas, I think the one thing I'm going to tell my kids from my childhood that would blow their mind is going to Blockbuster and renting movies and the heartbreak going up to the game slash movie you wanted and it not being behind the cutout. Y'all have a good one, Levi. That's a good one, Levi. That's a real good one. Yeah, it really is. The, um, I'm trying to think of one in particular that was a tough find. Movie or? Right at the at the store back then, because you would just see the the shelves, and there would all be that card there, that mm-hmm. plastic thing. Yep. So bummed, so bummed out. 
Spacer says, is this how the new studio works? Sounds like you need to get back to the old dingy light and flickering old studio. <laughs> Can't imagine how bad that place smells right now. Oh. <laughs> Cannot imagine. Uh, TJ asked if I was falling asleep. No, it's just I'm getting a lot of messages. He, you know him, TJ. He's doing the whole working while he's doing a radio show bit. I'm looking, you know, thing, I'm looking right, things up. Oh, like they're right. McCoy actually out for the year. Oh, they're writing articles Got and my stuff. wife texting me. There's <laughs> a lot going on. <laughs> Take out your suckets and suck it. I, I, this new studio, I do really enjoy. Them. Much yeah. quicker to get here. Um, I wish the, the Wi-Fi didn't block the sports gambling apps, but that can be fine. But we got coffee. Um, yeah, you're tearing up the coffee today. And they got a, they got a little variety too. It's fun to go pick out like ooh hazelnut coffee, very tasty. Maybe I'll have a cup of coffee today. I only drink about four or five a year, but maybe I'll maybe I'll sneak in there and maybe make me one. You'll dabble. You might have to teach me how to do it. <laughs> John here. Good morning, as always. Wow, the cats versus the Hoosiers are back. The only thing I wish is that it would start sooner. We know we know that this is this is big for you, John. Huge for all the Kentucky fans in Indiana. I believe Cal will still be the coach for the Cats when all those games get going. Hey, Dustin, you should record some of the fun you go through as a producer of the different radio shows you do. People would watch. Well, gotta go. Catch you later. Oh, that'd be good. Those um I feel like those behind the scenes videos, um, looking at some of the numbers that because it was peaks on them and they're a lot of fun but you you can only do them every once in a while yeah or else they kind of lose their pop right yeah it, i mean that's not something anybody would want to see every day right right and we we did them back-to-back weeks and i mean the the second one got half the views mm-hmm. um and hell i mean i'm even surprised by some of the views that did get it got about 2k uh, but part of that is just because Vanderbilt, the construction mess, is very attractive there. Uh, Billy tweets in says skipping the skipping the thirties. You skipped USA at thirty three and MTV at thirty seven on the channel server. <laughs> Forgot about USA at thirty three. A little Law and Order action. How could you forget? Skipped Rob? a lot of class to watch Law and Order SVU <laughs> back in the day. MTV though, my parents they told me that we didn't have MTV. Yeah, I remember you telling us that. Yeah, yeah. so I just I, I didn't know that for the, for the longest time. Uh, <laughs> Texture on the Thorns text on says, and now how did I get off of that? Where did it go? Where'd you go, Texters? Um, listening to yesterday's podcast talking about technology of our time. I was a senior in high school in 2008. We were on an all day field trip, and I was missing the UK game. Play Kentucky was playing VMI in basketball. The internet was bad there, so I couldn't look up the score. Kid in my class told me this phone number to call and an automated voice would read you off sports scores. I kept calling periodically and the voice would say, right now, VMI is beating Kentucky. Tell you the score. At one point, it called and said, right now, VMI is destroying Kentucky. <laughs> I hung up, stopped calling his dumb and bloody Gillespie for the night. Sorry for the long text. That's good. That's, That's crazy. That you, uh, all day field trip, missing the UK game. But, um, Wow. People do forget that you used to have automated calls that could tell you. I used to, I remember, I still remember the number nine, six, seven time you would call and it would give you the time and temperature outside. So I would do that pretty much every morning before I went to school. Like I couldn't just walk outside and figure out the temperature myself. I mean, yeah, you just, you just look at the temperature. It's, It's how it works. It's going to be a hot one today, but it's cooling down starting tomorrow. 
Fall is finally here. TJ Walker will be back for a Thursday show. 22 hours until Kentucky Roll Call is back right here on the Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. <laughs>